Hi there, Nicholas Luisi, and welcome to this week's uh, podcast episode for the Sales and Marketing Lab and uh, Revenue Roundtables. In this week's episode, we are focused on an entrepreneur that's doing a lot of great stuff uh, on the social media aspect on uh, the Facebook arena of really utilizing Facebook to drive appointments for people that run appointments for their business. Phenomenal stuff that he is doing. Alex is really focused on uh, doing a lot of great things. Uh, he is focused in the insurance and the financial planning space, but don't let that stop you. This is really an episode for anybody that is doing uh, work on an appointment basis and wants to get in front of consumers and business owners uh, through a discovery call methodology. He's doing a lot of great stuff, but what he's really, really doing well is he's got his who defined very well of who he wants to work with. And I think most business owners don't do that. They're a little nebulous or a little fuzzy on that. So we spend the first part of the um, uh, the podcast talking about that. Uh, so enjoy this podcast. I know you'll enjoy it and learn as much as I did. Thank you. Hi there, it's Nicholas Luisi on with today's call uh, for Revenue Roundtables with Alex Branning of The Branning Group. Alex is a super, super sharp marketer, super sharp advertiser, uh, kind of a funnel expert uh, and most importantly, he has really a great niche that he likes to work with, which is family first entrepreneurs. Uh, and I love uh, anybody that kind of puts a couple things first, uh, family first and foremost, and then some other things second and third. So Alex, how did you kind of get into that niche? Uh, and first off, thanks for being on the call with me. Yeah, thank you, Nicholas. Well, I started my business when I was 17. I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. And after I got married, I found that the hustle and grind mentality that got me success early on just wasn't going to work. Uh, and so I had to really shift my mindset to becoming a family first you know, business owner and entrepreneur, because if I didn't put it first, then my family was going to collapse. And so after I made that, I had that epiphany, then from then on, I led my business that way, my team that way, and now my clients that way. I'm, I'm a huge believer in family first being able to set things up so that you know, I have more time for my family, but also uh, my business can grow um, and not suffer. So, yeah. So uh, the business, the branding group, and mm -hmm. if you think about it, do you leave chips on the table? Do you leave money on the table by making that decision? Or you made the decision, you've never looked back, and money has been, you know, it, it, it coming in because of it. Yeah. Uh, there has probably been, there's definitely been opportunities that I have missed out on because I put okay. family first, you know, I make sure that I'm, you know, at certain events. And sometimes if I'm going to go to like a, my daughter's play recital and I miss out on, you know, being on a podcast because the only time they had available was at the same time, sure. then I'm sure I missed out on opportunities. But at the end of the day, you know, um, money comes second, you know, uh, so we found a good balance, my wife and I, with putting family first, but also uh, being able to devote enough time to the business. I applaud you. I applaud you for making that decision. I think many entrepreneurs, I remember my first couple starts, uh, startups, or when I purchased companies, I probably didn't put family first. Uh, and now looking back, as I've got some more gray hair than you do, uh, <laughs> though your, your hairstyle is, is probably much easier in the morning. Uh, you know, I kind of wish that I had, right? And now doing a third wave of, uh, of business ownership, you know, my wife and I kind of 
did it the right way of what's important to us. What do we want to do? What do we want to achieve? Uh, so I applaud you for putting family first. It's a difficult decision, but I think if you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they wish that they would make that would have made that decision uh, is and you're probably finding that uh, with folks. Yeah, I hear that a lot. You know, when I talk to people in private coaching calls, one of the first things I ask is, you know, we, we go over their their big three, you know, what are the three most important things to you? And, and then I drill down into what that looks like, you know, and many of them, because we're on a business coaching call, they lead with business and then they'll mention in family. And I, I dive into how important is your family and are you putting it first? And, you know, I'm, I help uh, realign their priorities sometimes. So uh, a lot of the guys I work with are already well balanced, but some people I think need a reminder, your kids are only going to be young once. So, you know, spend as much sure. time with them as you can um, and, uh, you know, work harder when you're older, you know, if you want to, <laughs> you know, after they're out there of the house. So I have a one daughter. She's only, she's 12. She's going to be 18 in a blink of an eye. And then she's going to go off to college and it'll just be me and my wife. And so when she's out, then, you know, it'll, I'll just be able to focus on my wife and business. But for now, these opportunities like the dance recitals and helping out with homework, I'm not going to have them again with her. So I want to make sure that I set aside that time. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk, uh, let's talk marketing. Let's talk revenue. Let's talk uh, growth and all that. If that's okay, we'll do a little Absolutely. segment. Um, so, you know, when you think about the funnel, are you a top of the funnel guy? Are you uh, you know, middle of the funnel guy? Are you a complete funnel guy? Where do you find yourself? I like to focus on the back end of the funnel in terms of, I, I make the most money for myself when I'm able to uh, bring clients on as a done for you or as a coaching client. Um, but it all starts with the top of the funnel. You have to make that irresistible offer to get people in uh, and then nurture the lead so they know that I actually care about them and I have solutions that'll fit exactly what their business is looking for. And then I put myself uh, in a position where I have an opportunity you know, to get the bigger sales and help out with the larger projects. So, um, you know, I think it's important to look at the entire customer ascension ladder, but I focus most of my efforts on the back end because uh, I have some really good converting front end offers. And so as of right now, we're doing most of the focus on uh, on the back end of the funnel. For your for your members uh, or for your customers, and um, what do you what do you see that's uh, you know kind of working? What what do you see that's going on with that? Yeah. So for myself, um, as far as the funnel right now, I'm I'm finding a lot of uh, live trainings and live boot camps are okay. working. People love to join. Um, you know, especially right now as we're recording this during the lockdown. You know, people want to level up. They want to spend that time. Um, you know, for my clients, my insurance agents that I work with, um, the the key for them is, you know, the top of the funnel. That's the hardest part for insurance agents, building the database of their ideal prospects so that they have an opportunity to earn their trust and eventually earn the business of their, of their customers. Um, and so it took me a while to, for the insurance, and I know we'll talk more about that later, but for the insurance agents, it took a long time for me to figure out how do we bring in their ideal prospects, whether they're selling, you know, annuities, life insurance, et cetera, how do we bring those people in and then how do we nurture them so that they have an opportunity to earn their business? Because with, for my clients that focus on insurance and retirement, you don't sell something on a funnel. You, you sell it after a conversation and, you know, so it's a little bit different than the marketing books are going to teach you because 
you know, like the Russell Brunsons of the world uh, talk about, you know, average card value and things like that, that simply don't apply, you know, uh, when you have to have one-to-one -one meetings like you do with insurance and retirement planners. You know, it's interesting that you say that, um, you know, because I think kind of the folks that walk around and say, I got a hammer, therefore everything's a nail, just doesn't mm -hmm. work. I think if they have a complete toolbox and look at, you know, specifically what's working for each different audiences that people are trying to cultivate and build relationships with, but also, you know, if you think about what's working today, in as we're recording this, we're still in the middle of COVID. Uh, my state is Illinois and we're locked down. You're in California. I don't know if you are. Yeah, we're, we're locked down as well. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the world is changed uh let's fast forward and the world's going to be different and so um i love the quote by you know wayne gretzky which is i kind of skate to where the puck is going not where uh the puck has been and so if you think about that from a marketing perspective where do you think the puck is going uh for insurance specifically i think the puck is going more towards uh uh being able to sell statewide a lot of insurance agents built their okay. business with uh, the kind of knee-to-knee marketing, you know, sitting down with somebody, being able to look them in the face across the table. Um, but now with everything going on, we're forced to go virtually and, and not have the, the lunch and learns in the office and such. And so because of that, I see um, I'm encouraging a lot of my clients to think on a much larger scale. You know, if you're licensed in the entire state of Illinois, why just focus on the people in your neighborhood? you know, go bigger. And so I think we're going to see a lot more insurance agents do that, which is going to increase the competition, which is going to make it even more important for people in the insurance and retirement space, uh, retirement planner space to, you know, have a brand, create that authority um, if they want to build their business. Um, from a marketing standpoint, I think what I'm seeing on my side of things is I'm seeing a lot more interest in, uh, you know, their and there's different segments of the market. There's people who just want you to do it. And there's people who want to learn to do it themselves. And I see a lot more do-it-yourselfers attending virtual trainings, boot camps, and wanting their hand held um, than I did before. The same offers are getting three times the response um, now as they were before. Um, and I think it's that there's a lot of things that come with that. But I think the biggest thing is they just want to stop trying to play with it themselves and they want someone to hold them by the hand and show them exactly how to do it. And they're more willing to, to take the time and effort necessary uh, because they see that this things are changing and they need to take action now and not miss the boat. Do you see COVID as an opportunity or as a, um, you know, as a non-opportunity, I guess, for lack of a better term? I see it as a huge opportunity, um, which sounds kind okay. of weird to say because it's so it's such a devastating pandemic. But um, I see it as an opportunity for a mindset shift, okay. especially with people in the insurance and retirement space. You know, before the the books that you would read and you know the how to build your business, a lot of that, you know, a lot of those building blocks became uh, things that you could not do. Uh, during COVID. And so we kind of accelerated the growth towards a more, you know, virtual agency, towards a more virtual sale uh, with all of this um, happening. Um, 
I love one of your, I think it's a podcast or a blog post when I was doing some research on you. I've been a big fan of yours forever. I love the stuff you're doing on Facebook. We're going to get into that. Uh, I, I loved uh, one quote that you just said, which is, you know, selling knee to knee. I grew up in the insurance business, financial yeah. services, <laughs> and it was belly button to belly button. It's how we were talking. So, you know, it's changed a little bit by going knee to knee, which I, which yeah. I like. Uh, but one of your, uh, one of your topics that you talked about, I think it was a while ago, uh, is that all great marketers are really great salespeople first. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, you know, I think when you look at the marketing landscape, that is missing. And, you know, do you still feel that? I guess if we look back, uh, what you said something a while ago, is that still a truth that you hold? Uh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's 100% true. The, the best marketers are the best salespeople. Um, I see a lot of people in my space that are really good at marketing. And, and when I say that, they're really good at catching people's attention, but they have a hard time closing the sale. You know, there's a lot of people that you'll see on Facebook and YouTube and you're like, wow, like I see a lot of them and then they fade. And the reason why they fade away is because they're not good at closing the sale. They're good at capturing attention, getting that they're good at the hook part. They're not good at the close. And so I think what, you know, what I was been focusing on as I grow my business is learning how to become a better salesperson and that translates into marketing great um let's talk a little bit about a, a you know, kind of go into the segment that i like to call what's working now right mm -hmm. so what do you see what's working now and for you specifically uh the insurance niche that you're kind of playing in yeah for insurance agents i'm seeing two things work really well right now the first is incentivized marketing. Uh, we have a product that we're famous for called the giveaway funnel. Um, that's working really well to attract your ideal prospect into your funnel. The second thing that's working really well is uh, a video marketing strategy that I came up with called the video domino. Um, the video domino uses a longer form video. It's about two to three minutes that introduces you share some pain points and then gives the viewer an opportunity to reach out to you for the solution. Um, and what we do is with the video domino, which is really fun, is we build that invisible audience that Frank Kern and others talk about, which is you're able to identify who watches the video to a certain point but doesn't take action and then retarget those people with shorter videos that just push them to set up an appointment. So those two things are working really well for us right now in the insurance and the retirement planning space. Uh, all right, so um, do you wanna go deeper on, on either of them or you know, talk Yeah, let's talk about, about the giveaway funnel. I think that's yeah. gonna be, there's a incentivized marketing inside of the insurance space has been around for a long time. You see it at fairs, um, you know, uh, we started focusing on about six years ago. I was sitting in the office of one of my uh, best clients in Southern California having a meeting and he said something that, that sparked my interest for Facebook marketing. He said, Alex, I would give away a $100 gift card if it meant that I could actually talk to people. And I got my okay. wheels spinning because I knew that he did that kind of stuff at the fair. And he said, the reason it works so well is because while they're sitting there filling out the form, you have an opportunity to talk and see if anything, see if the light bulb goes off with them to ask more questions. Well, I thought, how can I do that on Facebook? And so um, after a lot of testing, we've done you know close to 5,000 giveaway funnels now. Um, we, on the, when they first, when the ideal prospect, which uh, you can target really specifically on Facebook, when your ideal prospect sees your ad, 
it's all about the giveaway. And so they click to it, they fill out their contact information, and on the bottom we say, you know, by you filling this in and entering into our giveaway, we now have permission to call you, which is huge in the insurance and telesales space, especially for Medicare. Um, and then on the next page, we ask them survey questions, three to five yes or no questions to identify where the prospect is on their journey for the, whatever the insurance product is. Uh, life insurance is one of our most popular uh, for the giveaway funnel. Okay. And then on the third page, we, we try to phrase the questions to get them to think. And on the third page of the giveaway funnel, we invite them to schedule an appointment with the agent to go over uh, life insurance. And we phrase it in such a way where they know that the call is going to be talking about life insurance, but it's all about the education of what life insurance can do for them. And so um, that's the giveaway funnel. It works really, really well to fill the insurance agent's calendar with appointments. Uh, fill their database with people who match their ideal demographic so they can nurture that lead um, and uh, puts them in a position to win. Uh, I forget who said it, but um, one of the insurance gurus that I follow said an insurance agent can only build their business by talking to a lot of strangers every single day. And that's what the giveaway funnel allows you to do is it allows you to talk to strangers, build up uh, that relationship we send an email every day for eight days to every person who enters in um, and it puts them in a position to talk to a lot of people and set appointments with their hot leads. Globally, if you're okay to drill down even further, uh, and I want to respect uh, client anonymity uh, completely, mm -hmm. but if you look at it, what, what, uh, what are you getting, you know, kind of what's the cost per lead and, you know, what are you, what are you getting at the cost per sale? Yeah, good question. So, we see, depending on the prize that you're giving away, a cost per name entered into the giveaway is anywhere from 25 cents to a dollar. Wow. As far as the cost per appointment, uh, you know, we're seeing roughly 15 to 20 dollars per appointment, okay. um, which is now it's not per lead because like you'll buy leads for 15, 20, 40 dollars and a lot of those people, you know, hang up on you. It's like the fifth insurance agent that's tried calling that lead. You know, um, as far as cost per sale, it really varies on the agent. You know, um, it's very difficult to say this is what you can expect. But every giveaway funnel, um, we're seeing multiple policies being sold. And so our agents keep coming back, coming back, coming back and doing more and more giveaways. So not every person you're going to talk to is going to be interested, but that's okay because that's just the way it is no matter how many leads you buy. I'd rather talk to someone who's not interested and it costs me 25 cents than talk to someone who's not interested and it costs me 25 bucks. I agree with that. And I w I'm laughing to myself because I mean, it's come a long way. When I first started in the business, we were sending out direct mail and basically you would call for an appointment and we'd sit down and we'd give you the old atlas, right? Uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, I mean, so it's come a long way. You know, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, nobody really wanted the atlas, but, you know, it allowed you to open the door. Um, so, you know, I, and, you know, a lot of times you'll hear from people that, oh, leads from Facebook aren't any good. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 it strikes me as um, incorrect in your, in, in your, uh, findings. Is that what you find too? Absolutely. The reason why they say that is because um, the when they say the lead from Facebook isn't good, what they're comparing it to is either the referral uh, leads that they get 
or they're comparing it to direct mail where somebody fills out the form and sends it in. And that person is a very high intent lead. On Facebook, you're getting people from, you know, if you were to have a dial from ice cold to piping hot, you're getting people on all uh, ranges of that. And so you're going to get people who go through any a Facebook ad, whether it's a giveaway funnel, a video domino, et cetera, you're going to get people who have a varying degree of education about your insurance product um, and a varying degree of uh, uh, their willingness to take action. And so when they say, I talk to a lot of Facebook leads and they're not good, what they mean is when they talk to that Facebook lead and they try to sell them on the first call, they weren't interested and so they discarded the lead. However, if you're able to take the time to put that lead into your database, email them, retarget them with information, then allow them to schedule an appointment, I think you're going to find the cost per appointment that you have from Facebook is going to be far cheaper than the cost per appointment you're going to get from direct mail um, or your lunch and learns. I would, I would say you're spot on. And when you're saying Facebook, are you intertwining uh, Instagram uh, and Facebook together? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you see yeah. any bias? Um, it depends on the, the agent and their ideal demographic. Um, you know, some do much better on Facebook and others do much better on Instagram. Um, okay. It really depends on the market. So there's not like a broad, this is what's working best. I say try them both and let the data tell you which one is uh, working better for you. How long uh, do you have to run uh, the, the test to kind of really kind of dial it in? Every giveaway campaign is 30 days. And okay. so after the 30 days, we analyze and go, this, this is what worked great. This didn't quite work as well. You know, um, and then we get feedback from the agent. You know, we see that over the last 30 days, you got 500 names. Tell us which ones worked and which ones didn't. We'll look for similarities between those leads and then run them again, you know, and just target the people that were the best fit for you um, and just keep honing it in. So okay. that's... You know, 30 days is when it comes to a different campaign, like if you're running a Facebook ad, uh, just start just talking about insurance and you're not getting bites in seven days, then you're going to want to turn it off. The giveaway campaigns you need because as soon as you turn it on, people are going to start jumping into your database. Um, and so we want to make sure that we give those leads enough time to get nurtured and retargeted before we decide whether or not they're a good or bad lead. So that's why I say the 30 days. That's typically how long our campaigns are. How many touches are in that 30 days? Uh, we have eight emails. Okay. We recommend two text messages and at least one phone call. Okay. So in that 30 days, you're going to talk to that person uh, over email, text, or phone about 11 times. So you'll be building a relationship rapidly. Uh, they'll know who you are. They'll know the client's story of someone you've been able to help. Um, and with the emails that we write, we want them to engage in a conversation with you uh, on some level so that there's a relationship being formed. It's all about that trust, especially in the insurance and retirement planning. If they don't trust you, they're not going to open their wallet. It's not like selling a widget. And so they need to trust you and know you before they decide to do business with you. And we put the insurance agent or retirement planner in a place to win by nurturing the leads over the, 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 the two weeks after they enter in. The, um, when they look at this, my guess is 
some people get it immediately, but others are, are slightly hesitant, right? Oh, I'm just going to get, you know, people that are looking for giveaways and that. And what's your response to that? I say you're absolutely right. You're going to get people who initially who are just <laughs> in it for the gift. Um, you know, there's, there's no way around that. But it's up to you as the insurance agent and the solopreneur to earn that business. Build trust, build the relationship, and go get it. You know, when you call a person who entered a giveaway contest and in that first phone call, you start by trying to sell insurance, it's just not going to work. But if you lead in by just thanking them for entering the contest, review their survey questions and walk through. We have a phone script that works really well to set appointments. You know, you just kind of walk through like, hey, you mentioned this. You said you're not interested in the life insurance quote. Looks like you got everything set up and ready to go for you. So you'll get a few more emails from me, Mrs. Smith. And I'll be picking the winner of my contest on, you know, uh, May 15th. Good luck. And he, they go, oh, that guy was really friendly. He didn't try to push me. He respected my answer. And then when you call back, say a week later, go, you know what, Mrs. Smith? I, I made a mistake when I called you last week. I didn't even ask if you wanted to talk, if you wanted my free ebook on, you know, retirement planning or, or whatever, right? We call it the oops script. Yep. I like second, that, yeah. If they say no, then the second time you go, oh, I made a mistake. I didn't even offer you this resource. You know, would you yeah. like it? And now you're back in the conversation and able to ask for an appointment to go over another insurance product that you offer if they said no to the first one. And it strikes me as you're going with what um, we would uh, we call info first, right? So you're going with content or content share, i.e. the ebook. Are you trying to get a physical book to them too, or um, are you just sticking with ebooks? Yeah. The giveaway funnel, we actually lead with an opportunity to win a gift card, like to a local Right. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. But on, the, on the oops call. Yeah. On the oops call, if the agent has info, we lead with that. If okay. they don't have an info product, which is totally fine, then you just ask and say, you know what? I didn't even ask you if you were interested, you know, in a free, uh, you know, financial analysis, mm -hmm. or I didn't even ask you you know, if you are looking for a work from home opportunity to join my team, right? Whatever that next ask is, uh, we go, I didn't, I, I didn't even mention it. You know, I was so rude, you know, and didn't even bring it up. You know, <laughs> when you start with that, their walls immediately drop. They're like, this isn't a sales call. This is a guy apologizing to me. Like, let me listen to what he has to say. And it opens the door to the conversation. Uh, with people being home, is it easier to get uh, people on the phone? Absolutely. We're seeing more appointments set by right now for our insurance agents and retirement planners than ever before. And I've been doing this for six years. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, that eventually will go away. Right. And so we're going to have to go back to being crafty and uh, things of that nature. Um, you ready to go rapid fire? Right. Go. So let's do it. Man. Anything yeah. else you want to hit on that? Uh, before we do that, uh, let's do uh, how do folks, you know, maybe there's some insurance folks that are listening to this or financial services. Uh, how do folks learn about you and maybe uh, continue the conversation, Alex? Yeah, you can uh, go to giveawayfunnel.com to learn about okay. the giveaway funnel. And you can go to uh, alexbranding.com and on there you'll find links to the books I wrote and my podcast. And what was the name of the first book that you wrote at 17 when you started in this business? <laughs> the, the first book that I wrote, I wrote it about seven years ago. Well, no, a little bit, not, not that long, but it was a how to grow your business on Pinterest. Okay. Um, it was one of the best selling Pinterest books for a long time. Super proud of it. Uh, since then, Pinterest has 
not been as effective, so I don't push it as much. But a book I wrote last year, Insurance Super Agent. Uh, it's an ebook. You can get it at insurancesuperagent.com. Okay. Um, and uh, as of right now, it's the number one book on insurance marketing. So super proud of that one. That's been going great. Is your book a business all insurance, or do you work with all different uh, uh, businesses? I work with a lot of different businesses, but right now my niche since the lockdown started has been primarily on insurance. But you know, I've been doing marketing for 17 years, so I've worked with so many different uh, types of businesses. And um, you know, I, I like to listen first to what they want, and if I'm not a good fit, I can refer them to another marketer. But I do not solely work with insurance agents. Got you. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. So uh, rapid fire here. Um, you seventeen years ago, you started in this business as a as a young pup. Uh, and how? What do you wish you would have known now, or what advice would you give to a young Alex? Get a business coach right away. Interesting. Okay. Love that answer. Love that answer. And that's a big leap for a lot of people, especially people that are kind of hand to mouth and there's nothing wrong with it. We've all been hand to mouth at some points in our career. So why do you say that? I would have uh, avoided a lot of pitfalls had okay. I started with a business coach. Um, I hired Eric Laughlin to be my business coach about eight years ago. Great guy, really helped me out. And if I had found him and hired him 10 years earlier, I would have been so much farther ahead in my business right now. And more importantly, I would have avoided a lot of mistakes. You know, we talked at the beginning about family first entrepreneur. He was one of the guys that really helped push me in that direction saying, Alex, what do you actually want in your life? I wish we had had that conversation 10 years prior uh, to that. It would have saved me a lot of grief. I think being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, is a mix of, you know, managing risk. Uh, managing fear, uh, as well as just kind of going out into the marketplace and, and planting your flag. How do you manage risk and fear? <laughs> um, for me, I think I, I, if it's a big decision, I talk about it with my wife, Good. Um, which helps because then sometimes when I'm trying to convince her that this is the right decision, sometimes I'll talk me out of it. <laughs> Um, and then if we both agree that whatever this big decision is, whether it's hiring a new person, investing in a program, et cetera, if we both agree, then I feel a lot less fear because I know that she's on my side. I feel more fear about decisions that I'm making if, um, if I feel like I don't have her support or I haven't vetted it with anyone. A lot of mistakes I made were simply me making impulse decisions. And so... The, the, if I give myself a night to sleep on it and I still want to do it, then I feel really confident about moving forward. Amen to that, brother. I mean, if I think about the mistakes I made in business, a lot of it is just, you know, making that quick decision or not using somebody as a sounding board of just let me verbalize it. Uh, and like you said, I could poke holes in it myself and say, oh, just, this doesn't make sense. Um, what are your three favorite books that you think should be on every entrepreneur's bookshelf? Yeah. Uh, first would be, uh, I think, The Ultimate Sales Letter uh, by Dan Kennedy. Loving sure, that one. That was a great uh, start for me. Um, the System uh, by Eric Laughlin. He talks about his sales process. Mm -hmm. um, I love that book. And then um, one of the others that really helped me out uh, goes back to copywriting and it's a uh, cop writing copy that sells 
by Ray Edwards. Um, okay. And so that was a really good book that helped me um, to create frameworks around the copy that I write. You know, um, I, I've known Eric for a long time. I think he's a, he's a great guy, uh, great, phenomenal sales trainer. You know, growing up on the sales side of the business, I probably, you know, have studied uh, a lot of folks, he being one of them. He said something once on one of his recordings or interviews, or maybe it was from the system, that was just so clairvoyant, which is, you know, you script a lot of your sales process, but the one thing that most people forget to script is their clothes. Right, and mm -hmm. so they should have their clothes scripted, uh, and that you know, I, I heard that and said, "Oh, of course," you know, kind of off to the races. Uh, so he, he's a very, very smart guy. Um, when you think about technology, uh, really, because you're really a technology guy, and putting that into place, what are your some of your must-have technologies for uh, the entrepreneur, or the small business owner that they need in their business? Yeah, I think uh, as far as the virtual space. I think having a funnel that allows people to go from uh, jumping into your database to setting an appointment is so important. Um, I think from a technology side on the hardware side, I think being able to have a setup where you can host virtual meetings is uh, a must. Um, and then I think uh, the technology as far as um, you being able to get the word out, I think uh, investing in good, uh, video and audio is key because that is how we digest a lot of our content now so um those are the three things having a good funnel for your virtual uh presence being able to host uh, virtual meetings and then setting yourself up so you can create content uh, both video and uh, audio content you know, one of the I, we're sitting and we're filming this, but we're also you know if you're listening to this audio, your 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 voice sounds great. So my guess is you got a mic plugged in, uh, you got a green screen behind you. Obviously, you got a uh, a white light uh, going on. Uh, you know, I think selling virtually uh, is never going to go away. I think it's going to no. it's going to be the new norm, and and I don't know if it's going to be ninety percent of the way that we do business. Uh, you know, let's say twenty twenty one, but for certainly the remainder of twenty twenty, I think it's going to be and i think it's so important that people are learning how to sell in this environment uh and you know the attention to detail is so important you know and, and making sure that you have all those things uh is critical what mic are you using i am using a uh my video guy gave it to me i believe it's a yeti yeah yeti, yeti uh, <laughs> yep, those are good those are good um all right so now if um you have uh, a, you and I are sitting down and we're having a kitty cocktail uh, out in California. We're by your <laughs> pool, right? If I remember yes. reading from your blog, you have a pool. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're splitting a nice, uh, a nice uh, 18 year old scotch. And uh, <laughs> I say, hey, Alex, you know, what's your one business secret, you know, that if I shared with the world, you'd have to kill me? No, oh, you're a nice guy. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what is that secret? Um, I think the one thing that sets me apart from in the marketing space, uh, is, um, probably my, my, uh, the fact that I lead with humor. Um, I found that that is probably one of the biggest things where people will mention that to me. They're like, you know, Alex, you started off our sales call with a joke or, you know, in your emails, you start with the joke. I think leading with humor has been 
uh, one of the things that really sets me apart. Um, and, you know, I do it with everything. I do it with webinars. I do it with my live events. I do it with my coaching calls. You know, it's, I, I lead with humor and, and positivity. And I think, I'm not sure if that's the business secret that, and I know other people do that as well, but that's when I started to be very intentional about lightening the mood, you know, um, that really changed a lot of things for me, both in my sales calls, my live events, you know, my group coaching calls. It's been, uh, it's been a game changer. Um, it, there's so much seriousness and so much weightiness to being in business. Um, you know, having people around you that make you laugh um, and uh, kind of get you to uh, brush some things off of your shoulder and um, is really important. So that's the, I think that's the thing that really is my kind of secret sauce that, that keeps people hanging around me, um, doing business with me for a long time. It's not just the results, that's really important, but a lot of people can get your results. But, you know, I, I build friendships through humor and kindness and positivity. And I think that's the, the thing that differentiates me from others. How long did it take for you to make that realization and to make that flip, right? Because sometimes in business, we think we have to kind of create this persona and that persona may not be actually our authentic self, right? So I, I, if, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you're kind of moving to your more authentic self. And, you know, when did you kind of make that flip? Yeah, it was actually at a speaking event, uh, Eric Lawholm's event in San Diego that he invited me to uh, five years ago. I was speaking on stage with uh, him and Michael Gerber and others. And I got up and I was so scared. I was, I mean, I've done a lot of speaking in front of audiences, but I was so nervous. Um, and I got up on stage and I, I forget exactly if I tripped or what I did, but I felt like people were looking at me and cringing. And so, you know, I made a joke off the cuff and it immediately like people laughed, you know, it lit light in the mood. Um, and as I was going through my presentation, there was a couple other times where I, I made some self-deprecating jokes that I'd actually written into my presentation and the mood just stayed light the whole time. And, you know, people were laughing and having a good time. And, uh, and out of that event, I made so many, you know, year long relationships that came from that. And the thing that I kept hearing immediately after the, the presentation I gave was, Alex, you made me laugh and you kept me engaged. You made me laugh, you made me laugh, you made me laugh. And I'm like, man, I did not plan to make people laugh, but that really set me apart from the other speakers who, you know, brilliant content, they were, they were great, but people weren't as engaged during their presentations. And so I walked away from that. I was sitting in my hotel room that night and, you know, I was journaling what I learned from my presentation, what I wish I would have done differently. And, you know, I just like, you know, make people LOL, you know, make them laugh out loud. And it, it, it changed it. So I started to get really more intentional about it. And my group coaching calls, I try to lead off with that, you know, and um, so it was kind of a light bulb moment that happened in a place of a very awkward feeling that I had on stage. I just kind of made a joke and noticed, wow, people are, they loved it, you know, and I just kept making jokes throughout the presentation. And Afterwards, the feedback that I got was they really liked the fact that I lightened the mood uh, during that um, seminar. So just kind of stuck with it. I love it. I love it. I think, you know, in business and in life, we, you know, we need to be our authentic self. And, you know, many times it's not easy. Uh, but I think when somebody gets that, they see it as a tipping point. When I look at those entrepreneurs that really kind of find their way and find their true authentic self and really go after who they are. This is why I got this business. This is who I want to serve. This is how I'm going to live my life. Uh, it makes it makes all the difference in the world.
Alex, uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Uh, I will let you get back to your day. Uh, it has been a joy. Once again, how do people find, uh, find you? And if they want to continue the conversation, how would that go? Yeah, to learn more about the giveaway funnel, it's giveawayfunnel.com. Find me at alexbranny.com and I have a weekly podcast on all the podcasting platforms they can jump on and learn more about how I think and what I do. Nicholas, thank you so much for having me, man. It was an honor uh, to jump on this podcast with you. Uh, I've been following you for a long time, so it's really fun to be able to connect uh, and be on your podcast. So thank you so much. Oh, you're a, you're a gentleman for saying that. And uh, I, uh, I, you know, I love what you're doing. I love this message. I'm glad we could get it out. Um, I learned some, I got two, three pages of notes, which I love doing these type of podcasts because I learn stuff from really, really smart marketers like you. So, you know, let's keep the conversation going, but let's keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I think what you're doing is so important. I have an affinity kind of growing up in the financial services world, uh, you know, and I think those people that are changing it for the better, helping people people get the appropriate coverage uh, for whatever they are and for whatever uh, walk of life they are in is so very, very important. Uh, and I think the financial service industry is, you know, it is so doing so much good. Uh, so let's keep on getting their message out and let's keep on uh, leading with humor uh, because I think there's something in all of that for us. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Revenue Roundtable, which is our weekly podcast, please go to revenueroundtable.com. Once again, that's revenueroundtable.com. On that, you can learn all about all of our great stuff uh, and our product offerings. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, as If you're a small business person or an entrepreneur, I truly appreciate it. Uh, this podcast is meant to help you get better on all aspects of the revenue side of your business because let's face it it is tough out there on some days uh and we want to get all the help that we possibly can so thank you be safe and godspeed take care alex you have a wonderful day and thank you for taking time to be with me thanks Nick. All right, folks, as we wrap up that interview, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, I hope you got a full page of notes, uh, if not two. Uh, look at to the show notes to learn a little bit more about uh, what uh, Alex is doing and what we're doing here at the Sales and Marketing Lab and uh, Sales AI specifically. Uh, this is a podcast and a group and a community and a company focused on helping you drive revenue and helping you, most importantly, drive sales. Kind of moving that sales needle is our company motto. And really, it is focused on and for on entrepreneurs, for people like you each and every day looking to put more money into the till, looking to grow your revenue, looking to re kind of rethink and re-forecast uh, out your sales, uh, realizing there has to be a new way of doing things. Uh, we are bringing cutting-edge people uh, and bringing stuff that is tried and true and tested and new to the marketing arena and the sales arena each and every day. So this is really just a conversation uh, with a lot of great people, a lot of cool people, and a lot of folks that are really trying to help small business owners and entrepreneurs market better and sell better. And that is my core mission to help entrepreneurs market better and sell better. If you want to learn more about kind of what we do and how we're doing it, please shoot me an email over at nick at salesai.com. Once again, that's nick, N-I-C-K, at salesai.com, or visit us on the web at salesai.com. Uh, look forward to connecting with you, and uh, if you like this, please give it a thumbs up, and most importantly, tell some folks. Uh, we are doing a lot of great stuff, and we need you to help us get the word out. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.